consistent to 2017 with a little bit more persistence and a little bit more consistency. We are the Benchwarmers Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Duran. Alongside with me, I have Danny Granada. Yes, sir. And uh, usually we have Manny Palacios in, but today he is not in. Just taking a little break, I'm assuming, or murking some dudes on Madden. That's for sure, because he'll kill it on there. Um, actually, want to? I want to play him in Madden. And the funny thing is, I haven't played Madden consistently for a couple years now. But I've been seeing the battles that you've had with Manny and Madden. And it seems like you got his number recently. Recently, I do. Usually, he uh, he plays enough to, to just dominate me. But I'm taking advantage while I can. He'll eventually start kicking my ass. Now the Madden, that's a that's the Madden craze has gotten has skyrocketed, I guess within the past couple of years. I mean, it's to the point where I've even seen on Twitter and on Instagram that Chad Johnson, aka Chad Ochocinco, is even playing randoms in Madden, not only online but he's also playing people in person at their house. I don't know well, if you've I, ever came he, across he, that. Well, he does that with FIFA also. But um, but yeah, but Madden's big for everybody. It's um, it even has its own show now on ESPN two or ESPN News, one of those channels. That's right. It's like a tournament that they run through, right? Right, and they like go from from city to city on a bus, and uh, I, mean, now, I can't I can't help but watch it sometimes. But now, how can you really realistically figure out who the best player is? Because I mean, it's not. Well, I mean, like... they have rankings. It's it's by a win percentage. Like they have, like the person that's in first place. Uh, I mean, I haven't checked recently, but it's usually like seven hundred wins and like a hundred losses. But what Something if he's ridiculous? But what if he's facing a bunch of cupcakes? That kind of, you know, uh, waters down the results. Well, it, it, it's random though. Like you'll eventually end up playing against good people. I mean, if you've played eight hundred times, you must have ran into a few good people. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well. Enough of the fake football. Sooner or later, we're going to get into some real football, especially since we have the playoffs underway. Um, but uh, before we get into that, we got a lot of stuff to tackle. Uh, no pun intended, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a, a couple things that, that has happened within the past couple days since we've done our show. The one thing that really stood out to me that I really, um, that I that I guess that you brought up to me, especially when you texted me earlier in today, there was a, a something going on as far as with the Major League Baseball moving over to London. And I haven't really read up on anything like that. And it's pretty interesting, especially seeing that the NFL is sort of making the push to move to London. And, I mean, other than soccer, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but other than soccer, I haven't really seen something move to more of a, you know, I guess. International? Uh, yeah, international. Well, I mean. Most pro sports, uh, all the major leagues here are, are realizing that they've pretty much maximized the money they're going to make in this country. I mean, of course, there's a lot of money to be made, but of course. They, they, it's, it's been made. It's very few new things that you can do to get more money, so they have to expand. So they're expanding. I mean, MLB has played games in Japan before. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's usually like the first game of the season. I think the last time it happened was in 08 when the I think the Oakland A's played against the Red Sox. So what they did is that they signed a new collective bargaining agreement. And in that collective bargaining agreement, what they did is that they signed a five-year deal. And in that deal, it said that they were going to try to expand some games to be played in London because they want to start branching out. And the hot topic with concerning this, they're not going to do it this year because they're putting all their eggs in the World Baseball Classic that's happening in a few months. Yeah. But next year, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a team out there, and they're playing with the idea of taking the Yankees against the Red Sox over there. But now it's – in. You would think, I mean, just kind of looking at it, uh, looking at it from my perspective, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, the Major League Baseball has hugely benefited from recruiting and getting players away that, that play outside of the United States of America. So at some point, I would think that they would branch out and have teams or have a lot more games internationally, no? Especially well, since they were doing... A lot of their recruiting and a lot of their picking up of players outside of the United States. But if you think about it, name me some countries that they come from. They come from where? The Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, Cuba, maybe South yeah. America, Venezuela. Yeah. Like it's, it's all in the Latin Americas. Maybe you have some people from Japan. Yeah. Nobody in Europe really plays baseball. So that's like the new target. 
Yeah. And what, what's the best place to start in London? Well, but that's because they've like they're super and maybe I'm ignorant for saying this, but it seems at least from my vision, from my point of view, it seems like they're heavily, uh, heavily influenced, or I guess just everything is about soccer internationally. And, and no, even though there's some you know countries that do have pretty good teams in basketball, uh, you're but like I said, you're just starting to see football branch out internationally. And then now baseball, I guess, is trying to make the push as well. I guess it may be a money push because, like you said, you, they've already kind of exerted all of the options as far as making money here in the United States goes. But let's think about it. Let, even if you don't watch baseball, you know who the Yankees are and you know who the Red Sox are. Well, you know, also, also, you also have to think about it like this. That's one of the sports, just like basketball, where you don't have a mask covering a face. And so right, right. baseball, so, the, the, the players, you could see are marketable. Yeah, exactly. So it's but, not like football. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Name me the most marketable player in the Major League, base, in Major League Baseball right now. Like, name me who you see on a commercial on a daily basis. I mean, right now that's currently active? I can't name you any. I don't know any Major League Baseball player that's on commercials. Not right now. Baseball is it baseball dying it's dying out. Miguel, uh, Miguel Cabrera is a popular name, but have you ever seen him on a commercial? Uh, Manny Ramirez. <laughs> that guy's long gone. The the only thing that comes to mind is maybe Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. But those are the only guys that that I could imagine. Other than that, baseball players, although that their face aren't covered, they're not that marketable because baseball isn't just that popular anymore. Well, it's not. It's definitely. You're right about that. It's definitely not as popular as it was before. That's, that's one thing that I think I could confidently say, and as well as you can, that for certain, that it's not as popular. It's not America's pastime any longer. No. As, uh, uh, football has taken the front seat, and gone from zero to 150 really quickly, and, uh, I mean, baseball. It's it is what it is. It's it's a sport that. You know, it takes a. I, I think it takes a little bit of patience. It takes a little bit of more than just being a. In my know. opinion, you had to have been a baseball fan growing up to appreciate the sport. Otherwise, I, I don't think that people would like baseball. Well, it's not an entertaining sport like football or basketball is, exactly. or it's not such fast-paced, fast-paced play. So that's right. that's one of the things that definitely hinder baseball, and I think that's what they've been trying to do to change a lot of the rules and formats as far as to make the, the the actual product more interesting what what they need to do is they need to speed up the game yeah that's what it is that's all it, it is right there but when a pitcher comes into the game they get more pitches to warm up from the mound you were just warming up out in the bullpen <laughs> dude if you're not ready stay back there you come out when you're ready like it, it's it's ridiculous how long does the games take they got to do something to fix that yeah that's that's something that they definitely have to do I mean, I'm pretty sure that you have everybody that's under the Major League Baseball just working at trying to find some sort of an angle or some sort of a way to be able to turn it to where it goes from a boring sport to a little bit more exciting sport, and you'll be able to get the viewers, the viewership that are younger than freaking 32. You know, you know what they're doing to try to get more fans to watch? What's that? They're bringing Team Tebow into the minor leagues. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one way to get them to watch. Well, that's definitely one way that they're... And it's crazy because Tim Tebow is kind of boring, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has a boring, boring personality. Yeah. But he's so... But he's he's like such a He's polarizing. Person. Yeah, he's, he's polarizing. polarizing. Especially because the type of person that he is, being in the type of, uh, the type of athlete that he is, it just doesn't it doesn't match. There's there's nothing that that matches one with the other. It's not because you picture these all star players, especially him, that he was like the king, you know, in college. Even coming into the even coming into the big leagues where he's you know a quarterback for you know the Denver Broncos. He went to the playoffs. You'd think that he'd be getting slayed all over the place, but he's still holding his like religious image down. And it seems like it's it seems like it's legit. It is legit, but that's what keeps him afloat. That's why everybody cares about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. 
But that's one thing that's kind of weird to me is that they're bringing him in for entertainment value. But in reality, he's not entertaining. He's just a polarizing person because of, I guess, uh, the the he doesn't reflect what an athlete would normally reflect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, but but that's why people like him. Yeah, yeah. Well, people like him because he's he's just super likable and he's not your cliche. Uh, you know, he's a nice guy. Athlete. I like him as a person. I just think that he's a poor professional athlete, and the only thing I don't like about him is his support. Like how much support he gets from everybody when he's just not good. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I don't want to say that he's just not good. Because, don't say it, but you know it's true. No, he's not great. He's not. He's not good. He's not great. He's, he's not okay. good. He's okay. No, he's not. He's not good. Look, but you're saying this as a person that was a fan of the Jets. Okay, he and played for the Jets. Him. Yeah, and you watched him, and so obviously when you play bad, it scorns you, and you feel it right here in the heart. I'm pointing at the heart right now. I'm gonna tell it. you something. I'm gonna tell you something. He never got on the field for the Jets. But you guys picked him up, and you guys, don't say you guys. Uh uh-uh. no. Well, don't, the don't Jets a- don't affiliate me with that that circus. Look, well, the Jets picked him up, okay, and they picked him up to create a circus. In reality. Because they did it to catch attention, just they like did. how the Mets are doing it to catch attention. Yeah. But coming off of playing with the Broncos, he wasn't bad. Yes, he, he was. He wasn't a bad quarterback. Yes, he, he was. So you're telling me if you were to compare him to all the quarterbacks, all the 32 starting quarterbacks in the league during the time that he started for the Denver Broncos, you think he would fall into the bottom 10 quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Statistic-wise, like as far as matching statistics, because that would be actually interesting to look into. He decided to give up on football when Bill Belichick told him that he wasn't going to play quarterback for this team because he wasn't good. When he wasn't what? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. He wasn't good. He wasn't good. Bill Belichick told him, you can't play quarterback. And that's when he decided to hang him up in the NFL. Yeah, but look at the type of of quarterback that that he's had in Tom Brady. Like you can't you can't compare, and then you got Ryan Mallett. I think was backup after. at that time. Maybe, but yeah. I'm telling you, he's just not good. He's not great. He's not he's not top ten, top fifteen quarterback. Well, I think he's serviceable. Either way, he sells shirts, he sells jerseys, he sells tickets, and that's why he's gonna keep getting chances. But I mean, you can't knock teams for doing that. People do that in entertainment all the time. Look, look, Game of Thrones. You ever heard of Game of Thrones? I've never watched it, but I've definitely heard of it. That yeah. Now, Game of Thrones has no need for any additional help. They're already the most popular show on TV. Yes. But they decided to get some more help. How do you think they got more help? They just hired Conor McGregor to guest star in one of the episodes for the no finale. No way. So you know how many people are gonna tune in to just see him? And I think he's like, he's it's like maybe like a. One of the soldiers or something. He's just going to be in the just background. Just a random soldier right. boy. But just to see him on the show, I'm sure that they're going to increase their ratings. And they don't need it. But when a big name is out there, it helps in all facets of, of business. I mean, yeah. sports is a business. But, I mean, and and Game of Thrones is huge. It really is. Game of Thrones is really huge. But and it's the final season coming up. I mean, I have I know a lot of people that are super stoked about that. I'm well, not really I, I, a big I, I, fan. Well, you know what? I don't take you take seriously since you like The Walking Dead. Look, Walking Dead is a really really good show. Walking you, Dead has been has been consistently losing viewership every week. I'm gonna have to look that up because I still don't believe you in your statistics, I'm, sir. I'm telling you, they've been losing viewership and they're starting to worry because the show is so bad. You know, I'm looking. I'm looking at the 2011 NFL passer ratings, uh, back when when the Denver Broncos went to the playoffs, and Tim Tebow is actually <laughs> he's actually ranked 30th. There was two quarterbacks that were worse. There were Matt Castle and Kevin Kolb. Cobb. John, no, Kevin Kolb. Cobb. No, that's what it says here. Kevin Kolb is freaking. C-O-L-B, yes. Cobb. Whatever, dude. And John Skelton, who I remember I picked him up in fantasy for like a week. He's ahead of Tim Tebow. You are brutal, sir. 
No, but the thing is, he's had he only had eight games played and seven games started. All right, that's enough of that. So, well, actually, but let's keep on on a similar topic. Okay, you know who else keeps getting opportunities, not because they're good, but because they're entertaining. Who's that? Rex Ryan. Well, eh. you don't think he's you don't think he's a good coach. I thought he was a good coach the first two years he was in New York, yeah. but he gives the players way too much freedom, dude. And and young kids in their early twenties need some structure, and yeah. he doesn't give that to them. And it worked well the first two years because he had a lot of veteran players. He had Alan Fanica, he had Thomas Jones, he had a lot of veteran leadership, Chris Jenkins. But once those players started leaving, and they started getting an influx of youth. That just went to shit. I mean, it's but you know what? Always listening to players and reading articles, it seems like he is a coach that a lot of players wanted to play for. And maybe it could be because he's flexible. You so, know what it's like? I'm going to give you an analogy. When you're in high school, yeah, there's two types of teachers. There's the teacher that's going to be strict and teach you and help you pass an exam. Uh-huh. Or there's a teacher that's going to let you do whatever you want. And that's usually the favorite teacher. Of course. Now. Because yes. they're not stressing you. Right. So if you had to choose, yeah, you want to go with the, the slack teacher that lets you do whatever you want. Yeah. But who's the one that's going to give you the results? The strict teacher that yeah, makes you work. the strict teacher, yeah. And, and that's the problem with Rex Ryan. But now that's why I'm assuming a lot of players actually want to play for Rex Ryan or they would love to play for Rex Ryan because he's more flexible and he's this... not a stress, you know, he's not Tom Coughlin, right? You know, Tom Coughlin to me would be the polar opposite of what Rex Ryan is or like they, Bill Belichick. They, they were both in New York at the same time and Antro rolled the safety for the Giants in 2011, the year that they won the Super Bowl, came out on an interview and said that he would love to play for Rex Ryan. Yeah. And he was he was playing for the Giants at the time that he said this. But it was because he was under Tom Coughlin, like you said. He's very strict. Yeah. But but what ended up happening at the end of that year? They ended up winning the Super Bowl. Right. And and what the Jets do? They went home with an eight and eight record. Yeah. Well, I mean, it says a lot. Uh, you also have a lot more talented players on the Giants at the time. So it's not like it's not like you're gonna have. If you were to have two equal equal teams, if you were to get the same team from one and basically clone them for the Giants or the Jets, I mean, obviously, there'll probably be a little bit more better results coming from the Giants because Tom Coughlin is a stricter coach, whereas you have Rex Ryan that's a little bit more flexible, and he just lets his players kind of do whatever they want. Right. I mean, it's... Uh... I'll, I'll tell you something. If, if you're going to be coaching and your team's going to be bad... It's fun having Rex Ryan as the coach because at least the press conferences are entertaining. Yeah, I can imagine. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it, it's, it sucks. And it, it, it must suck for someone like Bart Scott who's, like, super animated. And... Well, Bart, Bart Scott loves Rex Ryan, and he and he will defend Rex Ryan to to the death. Yeah, yeah. Rex, Rex Ryan just got fired from uh, from the Bills. Yeah. Right? Him and his brother got let go a week before the season start, uh, ended. And Marcellus Darius, their, their star defensive tackle, said that the problem was that the defense was too complicated. Get out of here. Well, you know what? But they're, but the Ryans are super defensive-minded. Well, so I can we, imagine that they're super boss in the defensive structure. Well, before I get into that, because that's a whole other story, Bart Scott played for Rex Ryan. Yeah. And he Pretty said that, judge, that, yeah. that as a defensive tackle, there's two things. You're either in a zero technique or a one technique. Things don't get very difficult for defensive tackles. So his quote was, and and I'm paraphrasing, we can't make a playbook by writing it in crayon. Like, how much simpler can you make it? Exactly. Just stop smoking weed. (laughs) Like, that's what he said. And he was being honest. Like, it's not that complicated, especially if you're a defensive tackle. And to your point about the defenses, Rex Ryan, I used to love because I thought he was a defensive genius. Yes. I would assume the same thing. The Bills were leading the league in sacks the year before he got there. He got there. They dropped to like 15th, 16th. Wow. Rob Ryan. Is historically, another genius. Yeah, yeah. Historically, when he was with the Saints, had the worst defense in NFL history. Yeah. Then, after following that up, what did Rex Ryan do? He hired his brother. Following up the worst defensive performance by a team in history he also coached for the cowboys 
He did, and I don't know how he did there. You would probably know better than I did, but. Well, I, but you know what? It says a lot to me because Bart Scott is a super animated, super, you know, like, uh, like, like he's su- he's a super animated player. He's he doesn't really hold anything back, and so to me, when I see a player like Bart Scott, kind of backing up Rex Ryan, doesn't doesn't that say that he's actually a good coach? If you have somebody like Bart Scott backing him, or Look, is that or, or is ba- that different? Back to the analogy I gave you with the teachers. Wouldn't you defend the teacher that you like? I mean, I guess, but Bart Scott's not like some Joe Blow, right? Like, he was a very effective player. But the thing is, Rex Ryan was his defensive coordinator in Baltimore. And Rex Ryan had one hell of a defense when he was in Baltimore. And he also picked I, him up with the Jets. Right. I just I just don't think that he's a good head coach. I think he might be great when he's just sticking to defense. But when he has to take control of these 55 personalities, I don't think that he's he's the man for the job. Well, maybe because he's just not good enough on both sides of the ball, you know. But most of these guys come in specializing on just one side of the ball. It's just, I, I don't, just something about Rex Ryan. He's just, he, he's all about ground and pound, even when there is no ground game. I don't know. It's just, I feel bad for him because I like him, but he's not a good head coach. I wouldn't give him another job. But he's not the only coach that got fired this week. Oh no, there's like a billion coaches that got yeah. fired. No. There are, there are, and somehow Hugh Jackson kept his job. That's that's incredible. I, I mean, it's nice, I guess, but like I thought, after just winning one game, you'd be out the door. Marvin Lewis kept his job, and Sean guess, Payton as well, no? Well, Sean Payton's weird because supposedly they're considering trading Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton to me, it's not that it's it's he's a pretty good coach. It's just falling on times where there's just. Not enough power for the Saints, you know. And, yeah, I, I agree. And what they're saying is that um, the LA Rams are going to be hot, hot for him. They really want him. Well, I think he could make a difference in a really, really bad, in a really, really bad team. I and and that's kind of like ridiculous that I'm saying that because the Saints weren't a great team this year to begin with, but they still had Drew Brees. Drew Brees is still a really good quarterback. If Dude, you give, I, did you hear that this is his fifth year getting over 5,000 yards? That's And that's with a bunch of garbage pails. No, Michael Thomas was, was solid as hell this year. Willie Snead. They, they got some weapons, but it's ridiculous. You know what's, what, what surprised me the most about that stat? What's that? He's done it five times. Altogether, it's been done by four other players, and each one of those players did it only one time. Really? Yeah, so he's done it five times on its own. Altogether, it's happened four other times altogether in NFL history. That's ridiculous. But he's always had a pretty good uh, surrounding offense in, in in New Orleans. You know what? I I honestly believe it's all him. Like Marquise Colston, Michael Thomas this year, Willie Sneed. Did, do you hear about these people if they're in any other team? Marcus maybe, Colston, maybe not. Marcus he Colston makes wasn't that receivers. bad. He played also with Jeremy Shockey. He also played with uh, with Meacham. He but, played. He had but a he of, makes those players. Yeah, though. he does make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could take you. I could take your like, word on that. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning made Brandon Stokely. Like, who had heard about yes. Brandon Stokely? Like, <laughs> and then Brandon Stokely leaves, and that's it. It's over for him. He also made what's his name? That tight end number forty-four. Dallas Clark. Yes, Dallas Clark. He also made him. Yeah, um, yeah. Nice. The QBs can make receivers. Yeah, but but that takes a special breed of quarterback. And but Drew Brees is that. But now that's the thing. I wouldn't mess up the Sean Payton Drew Brees thing. I just try to get myself some really good wide receivers, get myself a good running back, and you're right back in the mix. Man, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to doubt Drew Brees again because I've doubted him the last two three years. I'm He's like, that's like it for him. Tim Duncan, where you yeah, doubt him, he, and, and then he just comes back and slaps you in the face. Yeah, he, and he smacked me several times. I should have gone with him in fantasy football this year, but I was like, he won't do it Listen. again, but he did it again. He's waiting for the year that I finally draft him. That's what he's waiting for. Well, he, I was. it's actually funny that you mentioned that because uh, for those of you who don't know, Danny and I are actually in the same league in, in two leagues. Mm-hmm. And in our main league where, where we've always uh, played basketball, 
uh, I also had the opportunity to pick up Drew Brees, and I thought to myself, ah, he's got a bunch of garbage bags. I'm not going to pick him up. And here he is scoring 30-plus points a game, and I'm sitting there with freaking uh, Dak Prescott as my uh, starter and Tyrod Taylor as my backup. Like, so what the hell if, am I doing in life? So what you're telling me is that if Dak Prescott was your starter, that means that Tyrod Taylor was your main quarterback after at the some draft. Point, at some after point, after the draft. Yep, at some point, Tyrod Taylor was my uh, starting quarterback. You he, know what? I, it amazes me that you made it to the finals. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott, I could take that to the bank. Yeah, I guess that's what he did it for you. Yeah, yeah. And um, Speaking of bank, yeah. you hear Revis? Daryl Revis? Daryl Revis, something about being treated... With class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was asked if he thinks he'll be back next year or if he's going to take a pay cut. Uh-huh. He said that the Jets should treat him with class. But now... I think that's absurd. Really? I think that's absurd. Do you know? Do you, well, I don't know if you've kept up with Revis's career, but he's held out on the Jets twice. Yes, yes. For I, more I, money. I do remember that he held out. He he asked for a shitload of money, and that's why they had to trade him to the Bucks. Like, he isn't the most loyal person in the world. He's all about the buck. So you can't be all about the buck and then turn around and ask for somebody to be loyal to you. If you say that this is a business and you're going to treat it as a business, yeah, understand that it's going to be treated as a business when it, the tables are turned. But now, didn't he? Uh, uh, didn't he play for the Bucks? Yeah, yeah, he got traded to the so, Bucks. <laughs> what a coincidence! No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but now, and but he hasn't really been a very good corner for the past couple years. No, no, no. He was he was good last year. This past year, but not is what he was. He went, no, no, no. He he. I've never seen a shutdown corner like that in my whole in my entire life play, watching football. I didn't get to see Dion in his prime. I've heard that Daryl Revis is the next best thing, but from what I've seen, Daryl Revis was bar none. You would watch the full game, yeah, and you would have to see the replay of what he did because he never showed up on TV because everybody was so scared to throw his way. He was he was it was like a blanket, but those days are gone. Oh yeah, those are long gone. And he admits that they're gone. And but, and that's nice that you admit it, but if you admit it, you have to understand that they're gonna ask for a pay cut. But then why would why would why would he demand respect if he Because if he says that he says that he's the best jet of all time. Oh, or one of or one of the best jets of all time. I'd consider Curtis Martin a better jet than he was. Um I don't think Curtis Martin was at any point the best running back in the league. Daryl Revis was the best cornerback in the league for a long time. You don't think so? You wouldn't consider Curtis Martin? I love Curtis Martin, but no, I, I don't think at any point he was he was considered like... Wayne Kropat? Yeah, no, he, I don't think he was ever considered the best running back. He won the, the rushing title at like the age 31 or something like that, but yeah. he was um he was never considered the best. And I think to be like the best of a franchise, you have to have been the best at some point in the entire league. And Curtis Martin, I don't think, was that. Yeah, but you don't think that it takes a little bit more than a couple years playing for the same team? But Revis played for the Jets for like seven years already. Well, I know that he got drafted back in 2008, I think, or... I think it was 2007. 2007, oh, I, I think. I have to look into that. Might have been 2007. 2008. He played like five years with them, and then he went to the Bucks for a year. Went to the Patriots for a year and then has been back in the Jets for two years. Yeah, you got it right. He was drafted in two thousand seven. I got my years. I got my years confused. So, um, so yeah, so it's been about seven years, which is which is fine. And I, I agree, he's probably one of the best Jets of all time. But he didn't treat the organization with class by holding out. So he can't respect. He can't expect that back. And I think to bring that up and say it the way he said it was was kind of douchey. Kind of a slap in the face to the organization, no? Yeah, it's like, dude, we, we overpaid for you. You recognize it. So stop telling us that we're not classy. You did business moves on us. Now we're going to do a business move on you. And I know, speaking of cornerbacks, you know, Aqib Tlaib. Oh. You know, oh. he's he he's, was a pretty good cornerback as well. I think he's still. He's still. He's still, yeah, he's he's still, still one of the best. Cornerback. I thought he was better when he was with the Raiders, though. He is a douchebag, though. He was with the Patriots. 
That's right. He's with the Patriots right now. No, he was. No, he was. I thought he played for. Didn't he play for the Raiders? No. No, man. Come on. Don't tell you, me that. You, you might be thinking of Namdi Asamoah for some reason. I don't know. That's why I think. I think that's what you're thinking of. But I keep Talib. No, he's played for the Patriots. Okay. Unless, I, unless I'm wrong, I, I could be. You might be right, but I just want to make sure. Okay. Because well, I might be thinking of 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 Namdi Asamoah. Did you uh did you see what this douche did this past weekend? No, I did not. Well, he um He played for the Broncos. He's playing for the Broncos right now. Yeah, he's playing for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Played, I was he, wrong. He never played for the Raiders. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other guy. Um he went up to Michael Crabtree and Michael Crabtree wears a chain when he plays. For whatever reason, I don't know why. He went up to Michael Crabtree after a play, grabbed his chain and yanked it off. That's kind of boss like. Boss like? What a douche! Why would nah, he do you that? You know what? Don't wear your chain when you're playing football, guy. Well, like, if he on, wants man. to wear his chain, let him. If you rip it off like during a tackle, that's fine. But why are you gonna walk up to him and just tear it off just for the hell of it? Because man, you're being a douchebag. Why is he what being a douchebag? What, what are you doing wearing your chain to a football game, bro? What if he's wearing like a wedding band around it or something? Uh, you know what? No. What? What? What if he has a reason to wear it? No, there's no reason. You he's don't know that? wearing like a big fat chain. No, it was a thin silver chain. With like a Jesus piece on that shit. Nah, no Jesus piece. I, I keep to leave is a punk. He should go shoot himself again. First of all, Michael Crabtree's super whack. I keep to leave is a punk. He look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the move wasn't douchey. Wasn't douchey, but at the same time, Michael Crabtree, don't be a freaking douche wearing a chain during a football game. Come on. Jordan used to do it while playing basketball. At least in football, you could barely see it because it's under the pads. Basketball. It, it, Jordan used to wear that thing all the time. Well, at least during the dunk competition. I don't know if you ever wore it in the games. I'd fucking punch that guy in the face. Ah, get out of my face. I'm actually looking at pictures of Michael Crabtree with his chain on during the game. And you're right. It is a fairly thin chain. I don't see any charm on it. But, dude, you're not at a nightclub, okay? You're not at a gathering. You're at a football game, okay? Take Speaking of nightclubs. Yeah, take your chain off. And unless you want to go in the nightclub, take it off or else I'll rip that shit. Speaking of nightclubs, yeah. did you see what the Giants did right after their victory to the Washington? They were here in Miami just recently, no? They won the game. They took an Amtrak back to Jersey and then took a private jet down to Miami that same night. And they were partying up at Live like at 1 in the morning well, it's with Justin of, Bieber, Fabulous, Trey Songs. Because of New Year's. They came to celebrate New Year's over here. I guess. Yeah. But the uproar is that the next morning they were out again on a boat. Did you see the picture of them on the boat? I saw some suspect pictures, man. Why were they suspect? I just saw some. I first of all, I've been seeing a lot of suspect pictures coming out from the Giants players, <laughs> especially Odell Beckham Jr. Like, what's going on with you in bathtubs with dudes? I well, see the boat. But, but what's up with the boat? Those. Like, this is what I think happened with the boat, because everybody's clowning on them because they're wearing Tims and jeans on a boat. Yeah, what are you doing wearing Tims in Miami? It's like freaking 80-something degrees, dude. This is what I honestly believe happened. I could be wrong, because I haven't heard this from anyone. What I think happened is that they came down to party at Liv. Uh-huh. They're having a good time. Trey Songs comes up to them, and they're like, hey, let's go chill on my boat tomorrow morning. Okay. And, and then they go, Trey, we didn't bring any shorts or anything. We're supposed to go back. He's like, fuck it. Just come in your sh- the way you dress. Just take off your shirt. They're like, all right, cool. No, and I think cannot, that's got to be how it happened. That's got to be how no, it happened. No, man, come on. <laughs> Nobody purposely goes on a boat with Tim's and jeans. Dude, you're looking. I'm looking at a picture here, okay, where you got about 10, 11 players. Maybe, yeah, like 9, 10 players here, okay? One of them has – two of them have shorts, okay? So they uh, had to come prepped. players. The ones in the jeans are the players. The ones in the jeans are the players. Right. Victor Cruz is wearing a shirt, I think, and a scully. Yes, Odell yes. Beckham Odell Beckham's on the ground. Trey Songs is on the left, the bottom left, smoking a blunt, which I think was a bad look for the Giants, but whatever. Nah, not really. That's his own shit. Like, let him smoke Yeah, no, butt, but, you know? like, 
but, the, but you know, you don't want to be associated with that if it's illegal in the, in the NFL. There's white but, women on that boat. That doesn't mean that they're smashing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know, but you would assume, right? Yeah, I mean, I would assume because there's a lot of white women on that boat. You have Sterling Shepard, which is on the right, also wearing jeans with no shirt. Yes. I mean, it's it's like or Reggie Brown, I think is his name. Reggie Reggie something. This is like the fourth receiver. He's on there also with jeans. I mean, it's, it. I don't think it was done on purpose. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but dude, it's not. I don't like think they, they were being purposely douchey going to Tim's on a boat. Yeah, but it's not like he was saying, "Oh, just come through with your fucking jeans and your Tim's and take your shirts off and just chill." Like, no, dude. Like, they probably were going out. You know what I'm saying? They probably came to celebrate New Year's. Mm-hmm. They probably did get invited on it. Right. But at the same time, I can't trust it because Odell Beckham's been super suspect with his pictures. Yeah. Odell Beckham be as suspect as he wants. Once he's on that field, he's taking lives. He's, yeah, he's taking lives. He's not going to take anybody's life when it comes to the Cowboys. Let me tell you something. You know you are terrified of playing the Giants in the playoffs. I'm not. You know what? I'm just you terrified. You really are. I, and you know what? Talking about that, I was having a discussion a little earlier about whether I won Tony Romo to play, and everybody's been asking me this, and I've been hearing the same conversation <gasps> on TV. I've been My hearing God. the same conversation on the radio. God. I don't know, man. I feel like Tony Romo has every right to play the playoffs. He didn't attribute for those 13 wins, so he has no right. Dude, let him ride off in the sunset, win the trip, and then bounce. I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think the rhetoric would be if he were to start a game and they lose? But you know what? It's going to be a lose-lose situation whichever way they go. So if they if, if Tony Romo plays and they No, no, no. Yes, You're wrong. It is. You're wrong. Because if Dak Prescott loses, they went in. Be... No, they, they went in with the guy that got him there. They went out with the guy that got him there. You can't put Tony Romo in that situation. You want to know what happens? This is what happens. If Tony Romo plays and they lose, they're going to say, should have played Dak Prescott. Correct. Tony Romo wasn't ready. He's never going to win the big one and get rid of him. Right? So it's a lose right there. Uh If if Dak Prescott plays and they lose, then all the press is going to say, he's a rookie quarterback. He wasn't ready for the moment. Give him another year. So it's a lose situation right there too because – then all of a sudden, if the Cowboys lose with Dak Prescott playing, then everybody's going to go ahead and, and, and of course, they're going to think after the fact, okay, they're going to play the results, and they're going to say, well, Tony Romo should have played. No, to- nobody's going to say that. Yes, man. Nobody on. with sense will say that. Did you see that first drive that he had? It was magical. And they made sure to take him out right after that. They're of like, course. oh, his trade value just skyrocketed. Yeah. That's. Throw Mark Sanchez in there right now. Which was really bad for Mark Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, he looked horrible. That is, like, there's, I I don't understand how you can look worse. How can you look that bad as a professional quarterback? Was his first pass a pick six? Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it's really bad. It's, but how can you do that? I, I don't know. And you know what? Much like Dak Prescott, Mark Sanchez made it to the AFC Championship as a rookie. But you know that no rookie quarterback has ever made it to the Super Bowl. You know, I thought I always get confused because I always thought Ben Roethlisberger made it to the Super Bowl. No, he but made I it on his it second was, year. Yeah, it was second year that he made it and won. There's a few people that have gotten close. Ben Roethlisberger made it to the AFC Championship. Yeah. Joe Flacco made it to the AFC Championship as a rookie. Matt Ryan made it to the NFC Championship as a rookie. Mark Sanchez made it to the AFC Championship. Dak Prescott has a chance as long as he avoids the Cowboys. But I don't think he he's gonna be able to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I I mean, look, you know what? That's that's uh, that's your opinion. I, you know what? While we're on football, you want to go ahead and cover the playoffs, or or is there anything else that that kind uh, of actually? Stuff? Real quick, before you know what my favorite part? Going back to the boat with the Giants. You know what my favorite part was? What's that? Because I'm my looking favorite, at the picture. It's ridiculous. My favorite part were those two things. The first thing was they asked Eli Manning what he thought. And, of course, I'm going verbatim because I don't remember word for word what he said. But he started by saying this. Our team takes pride in being prepared. So when I saw the pictures, I was a little disappointed. 
because I felt like they didn't prepare well enough because they forgot to pack T-shirts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And he said, yeah, and they forgot good. to and they forgot to pack shorts and sandals. So I was a little disappointed when I saw it. So I thought that was uh, really clever on his part to deflect the the stupid question. Oh I yeah, mean, for sure. Do you really think that that's going to affect anything? Look, you know what you're asking me when, as a Cowboys fan, I watched Jason Witten and Tony Romo tanning in the Bahamas when he was dating Jessica Simpson, and but I they think lost that that the was... very next game. But I think that was more an issue with the fact that he was with Jessica Simpson. I don't know why that made a difference, but I think that's what made the difference. Huh? That, well, that they guess... felt that he was smitten with Jessica Simpson, so football was the last thing on his mouth. Well, guess who Guess who Odell Beckham's on that boat with? Who's he on the boat with? With J. Cole. J. Cole wasn't on there. I, I mean, not with J. Cole, with... Uh... Trey Songs? Yeah, with Trey Songs. And you know how Odell Beckham's been swinging. <sighs> Trey Songs so... ain't gay, is he? I, you, don't, you don't know, bro. He looks suspect too. Oh, get on my right? face. Put some highlights on his hair and he looks like a suspect. What there was, was the second thing that, that, that you said that kind of stood out? Oh, they asked him again a second time. Uh-huh. And what he said is that he was the one taking the picture. That they just, <laughs> <laughs> that they just didn't let him be in the picture because he didn't look good without his shirt on. Let me tell you, that's, that's really refreshing, man. To... Let me tell you something. I... Eli Manning has a little more personality than I thought. Yes, that's well. You know what? You, I mean, it, maybe it runs in the family because Peyton Manning has some personality as well. Yes, but but Peyton's—I uh, don't know. You just Peyton's a funny guy when you see him talk yes, and yeah. the commercials. Eli, you know, not so much, but maybe he does have a little more personality than I thought. But you know what? That's refreshing to see that the you know the star quarterback in the. In one of the in one of the biggest cities, if not the biggest city, especially when it comes to media coverage, right, is is not taking it so serious. No, he's you know? deflecting the questions, and I think he did an awesome job by making jokes of it. Like it's yeah. an, it's their off day. And what's the difference between them partying in Miami than partying in New York, which yeah. is what probably most people did anyway that day off. Yeah, so it's no big deal. Well, now I guess keeping up with with football. So, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we're gonna get to it eventually. We're here now. And I wanted to take a look at uh, some of the playoff matchups because this week we have a couple teams that are on a bye week and uh, we have a couple games that are on the tally. And I believe the first game that I'm looking at here is Houston-Oakland. Yes, it's Houston. It's the Raiders at the Texans and it's a 4.35 p.m. start this Saturday. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, of course. Does it really matter what happens in the AFC? The Patriots have a red carpet to the AFC Championship. Yes, they do. Well, you know what? Dolphin fans might say different. No, I'm going to tell you why. The Patriots, no matter who wins on Saturday and Sunday, will either play. The Oakland Raiders don't have their starting QB. The Miami Dolphins don't have their starting QB. Or the Houston Texans, who... Technically have their starting QB, but everybody wanted Tom Savage to start. Correct. But he has he has a concussion. So either the way, they're playing against no QBs. Yeah. So, so they have a red carpet to the AFC Championship, and it's ridiculous. I don't understand how they do this every year. I mean, that's just how the cookie crumbles, my friend. I mean, there's nothing you could do about that. You only play the games that are set in front of you. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Stugatz over here. Oh. But... It's interesting that you mentioned that, especially because the Dolphins would realistically have the hardest road in order to get to the Super Bowl. You know, so it's it's crazy because they both play in the AFC East and they're both representing the AFC East. And both of them have the total end of the spectrum when it comes to uh, the probability. You well, know. the Dolphins, if they they have to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, which is going to be difficult as yeah. it is, yeah. and if they win, they have to go to New England, and if they manage to win in New England, they probably have to go to Kansas City. Well, wait, okay, so they'd have to play New England first and then Kansas City, because I right. thought it was Kansas City and then New England. No, no, no. The the Dolphins are the sixth seed, correct? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm so, looking at the tree right now. The lowest seed plays against the Patriots. Yeah. So if the Dolphins win, they're automatically the lowest seed because they're yeah. the sixth seed. So if the Dolphins win, no matter what, they're going to New England. 
So they have to win in Pittsburgh, in New England, and more than likely in Kansas City, which are three really difficult places to win on the road with your backup quarterback. Even so, though we, we agree that Matt Moore isn't a huge drop-off from Tannehill. Yeah, I don't think he's that big of a drop-off. Maybe like four points in Madden rating. There you go. Yeah. Now, getting back to the to the matchups, we have the Raiders at the Texans. Yep. And we're coming off uh, we're coming off Carr getting injured. Right. And, and their we, backup got injured also. Yeah. So they're on the third string. They they basically have the punter playing quarterback. Basically. Against uh the punter playing quarterback for the Texans. Well, so, but the the Texans have an amazing defense. And I think the the amazing defense and the fact that they're playing at home, I think Houston makes it to the second round. You think you know what? I can't do that, man. I gotta I now Carr, if he do you know if he can be able to come back if they win the game? No, no, no. He he like uh, he like tore an ACL or something. He's out for sure. He's not coming back. You know it's crazy because he's such an entertaining quarterback. Yeah, and he's you good. Just, he's also... You just don't have that in this league anymore. I mean, the Texans play the three, four yard outs all the time. You don't have that anymore in the AFC, but in the NFC, if you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC playoffs, from top to bottom, you have. Well, oh Dak yeah, Pres- yeah. Well, Dak awesome. Prescott is whatever, but whatever. Tony Romo. You have who else? Matt Ryan. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford. Eli Manning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm missing one, but they're they're all amazing. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. They're all great quarterbacks. Yeah. In, in the AFC, you have Matt Moore. I don't know the Raiders. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the Raiders QBs. The third string. Have, you know what Some, you basically his have. His last name, I think, is Cook. You have backup, backup, punter, punter, kicker. That's basically I, how it looks. And I saw, a, I saw a stat that said, um, I don't know if it was playoff games or, or playoff touchdowns, but the top three quarterbacks in the AFC have 58 combined starts or touchdowns. And the bottom three, which would be the Dolphins, Raiders, and Texans, have zero. So it's, wow. it's like a huge discrepancy. But no, now that's gotta be that's gotta be huge just based off Tom Brady. Uh, well, like I said, I can't remember if it was games or or, or touchdowns. Well, if it's, I would under, I would understand if it's games because then you have, like I said, you have you know a couple backups that are playing, so they haven't had any starts other than Matt Moore that's had like three or two, you know. Yeah. So, I think it may be starts. Probably. But yeah, it's, it's, the AFC is. Uh, it seems the Patriots are gonna have to win one game to make it to the Super Bowl. Basically, one tough game. They're either gonna have to beat the Steelers or the Chiefs. So you got the Texans. I, it was I think... starts. I'm sorry. It was 53 starts to zero starts. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you basically got the Texans winning. I have a feeling that the Raiders are gonna win that. No um, way. Man. No way. I mean, I can't. You know what? The Raiders have been so entertaining, and even without Carr. I feel like they could be able to stretch it. Um, that 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 kid supposedly played really poorly on on Sunday. I don't know, man. I just I I don't like the Texans. I don't like their boring style of offense. I feel so bad for Hopkins that has you know had such a high ceiling, especially coming off of last year, that he's basically been drop down to nothing at this point you know well, that's their fault for investing in brock osweiler well it is but coming off of the season that brock osweiler had not even the season he didn't but, have a good but season his, but he, his performance in in the, in the super bowl wasn't bad he didn't play in the super bowl brock osweiler peyton manning played in the super bowl no man brock well yes yes peyton manning did play in the super bowl but brock osweiler came out and showed that he was a decent quarterback I had a some people. Some, some people were some for some reason impressed with the way he was throwing the ball when they were warming up before the Super Bowl. I forgot who it was that said that they were impressed with that. I don't understand what no, that even that's means. That's what does stupid. that even mean? Brock <laughs> Peyton Manning got benched because he was injured supposedly for a couple games, and they let Brock Osweiler take the wheel. Yeah, he played good for like a game or two, and they said they were just going to ride out Brock Osweiler. And eventually, they had to let Peyton Manning back in. Not because Peyton Manning demanded it, but because Brock Osweiler was not playing well. Yeah. I'm not sure how the Texans saw that as a, oh, let's go take advantage of this guy. But now that's the thing. You can't believe – I mean, 
you can't believe in Brock Osweiler off that short sample, you know, that sample size. But the Texans decided to pull the trigger because their quarterbacks last year were disgusting. Well, can we agree that out of the four games, that's the most brutal one at least? Yes. Yeah, it I, is. It is. I, this is a good chance I don't even watch that. I mean, it's a good thing it's at 4.30 on a Saturday because I'm definitely not going to watch it. That's going to be brutal. A game I am looking forward to is the Lions at the Seahawks because that's going to be a really good matchup. I really didn't think that the Lions were going to go this far, especially considering that Calvin Johnson retired. But, I know. No. But you know what? Matt Stafford's actually played pretty good, which is another quarterback that I had the opportunity of picking up, and he actually panned out pretty good in fantasy football. Well, Matthew Stafford's always good. His problem is that he always gets injured. Yeah, yeah. It's And I won a championship with Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson one year, and that was the only season that he was indestructible. The year after that, I picked him up again, and he was injured all over the place. So, Yeah, you can't count on his health. But, I mean, this year it worked out, and even though he messed up his middle finger, he's playing yeah. with like a cast on his middle finger. And then you have also the Seahawks who, I mean, I feel like the Seahawks, they've been doing just enough to get there. I, I agree. And I don't I don't think that they're, they might lose to the Lions. Yeah, but, I think that the Lions are going to win it. That's my opinion. Well, the only reason I, I think that the Seahawks will pull it out is because they're at home. And that team plays great at home. They do, but that's and that's a hell of a, an advantage that the Seahawks have mm-hmm. is playing at home. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that a lot of teams – definitely don't look forward to when they have to travel to Seattle because uh, look I'm not a big fan of Seattle I actually hate the Seattle Seahawks for some <laughs> reason okay but, but but the thing is all of a sudden I remember this what is it the year that they went to the Super Bowl the 12th man well uh, that's their, that's their moniker that the 12th yeah. man oh my but, god that's disgusting of... whatever well the architecture for that stadium supposedly makes the sound uh, I don't know, louder apparently. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what exactly they did architecturally, but I mean, supposedly that 12th man plays a part in that in that stadium. Well, maybe it kind of has the same effect as the old Orange Bowl in Miami had, where Orange Bowl is a dump. Well, yeah, I but... I loved it because that's where the U did great, and that's why I liked it. I went out there, but man, when you walking around that stadium, it, it was. Well, yeah, it was a disaster. I've, I've right. watched a couple games there too, but when you're in it. When you're a fan standing and sitting in the sands, you're immersed in the game. Yeah. You felt like you're in the game. So right. I picked this I picked the Lions for that game. Uh, I'm gonna go Seahawks just because of the fact that they're home. If okay. they're if the Lions were playing at home, I would take the Lions. So the next game we got we got the two games on Sunday, a one oh five start for the Dolphins at the Steelers. We talked a little bit about the matchup uh, earlier. Uh, of course, you have Matt Moore, because I need more Matt Moore, playing up against uh, the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger, which is a pretty tough matchup. Playing at Pittsburgh, playing against the Steelers, with Ben Roethlisberger, probably going to play a full game, not like how it was the last time that the Dolphins played them. Right. And uh, and you also have Le'Veon Bell, who's you know, going to be playing in the game too, and he didn't play in the first matchup, so that makes a huge difference. But, it, I mean... Look, I, I think the Dolphins have a very small chance. Could they knock out or could they knock Ben Roethlisberger out of the game again? It's possible. Yeah. I feel like it's necessary in order for them to have a chance. <laughs> so basically, they need to hope that they can knock him out and have this, the backup quarterback play the remainder of the game. Right. That, that, that's wow. what I feel that, that, is necessary because that offense is potent. That's a potent offense. And... The way the Patriots carved up the the, the Dolphins this week, I, I think the Steelers will do that or more. Yeah, possibly. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb here, wow. and I'm gonna take one for Manny. And I, I mean, not really take one for Manny because I believe in Matt Moore. He doesn't. Um. I don't think that he would choose the Dolphins this week. I don't think he would either. I think realistically speaking, especially since he he tries to see everything as, as down the middle as possible. Right. And, uh, you know, he's he's a supporter and a huge fan of the Dolphins. But at the same time, 
he's he realistic. knows yeah he knows when to be realistic and what actual expectations are now i'm i'm assuming the inner dolphin fan is of course just screaming and hoping for the best of course but if you're more conscious of what's happening realistically of course like you said and Manny's shoes i believe that he would pick against the dolphins i honestly believe that my mind would change if they would have beat the Patriots last week. If they would have managed to beat the Patriots at home. Oh, yeah, and then play the Texans, of course. They would, or, or if they, for some reason, even though I think if they would have won, they automatically play the Texans. But if they would have won that game, I would have believed that they could beat a team like the Steelers. Well, yeah, because they given Sunday, Because right, they're and, streaking. And any given Sunday, they would have proved to me that they can beat a team over 500. But all season, they haven't beat a team over 500. Yeah. The only team they beat over 500 was the Steelers. When Beth Lons- Ben Roethlisberger only played like three quarters of the game and Davian Bell wasn't playing, so it's considered like an asterisk kind of a game where yeah you beat them but they weren't. Well, at well their regardless, best. regardless they beat them. But I think that plays to the Steelers' benefit. I feel like they like okay you guys beat us, and for that we're gonna get some revenge. Yeah. So when you come to our house, we're gonna whoop that ass. So you're you're picking Steelers. I'm picking the Dolphins because I love me some more and more. Uh, I think that would be a great story if they managed to beat the Steelers. But what sucks for the Dolphins is that if they manage to somehow beat the Steelers, right which isn't impossible, corner. it's not impossible. Tim Tebow beat the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So it's not impossible. Like I said, any given Sunday. So it's not impossible for the Dolphins to win. But it sucks that they have to pull off a miracle against the Steelers just to go back up to Foxborough. Yeah, which is <laughs> – that's definitely something that they would not be looking forward to. I mean, they'd be happy because they're making it well, into, I, the sem- into the divisional playoffs. So. I think I think Dolphins fans should be happy with the season they had, even though I mean, like I said, I, I've, I on this podcast has taken a lot, have taken a lot of credit away from them because of the fact that they haven't beat anybody over five hundred. But regardless, they won the ten games and they made the playoffs, so you can't take that away from them. Yeah, but nobody wants a participation trophy, you know. Where yeah, it's like, well, hey, you made it far enough. Uh, but before you know. the season, did anybody expect them to be in the playoffs? No. Exactly. So I feel like they're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, things are panning out, especially now that they got a good ground game. But off to greener pastures. And I'm not talking about the greener pastures as far as the grass. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers playing at Green Bay against the Giants at 440. PM Eastern Standard Time. I checked the weather. It should be the mid-teens oh on Sunday. Oh, my God. That's yep. going to be a fun game. Yes, it is. And, you know, it's it's um, it's um a good matchup. It's it's a good matchup. And the Giants... It's the one matchup that the Giants didn't want this week. At least I believe that this is the one... This is the worst possible matchup for them. You really think so? Their other possibilities were... The Lions, which I think they could have beat. The Seahawks, which we just said we don't believe in them. Yeah, yeah. Or the Falcons, if they would have fallen out of second the second seat. Yeah. So, I mean, the Falcons might have been a tough game, but other than that, the Packers are the hottest team in the NFL right now. Aaron Rodgers is by far the hottest player in the league right now. So that's the one guy you don't want to run into, especially in the on the frozen tundra. Oh, yeah, and especially since the Packers always – you know, whenever it comes to the playoffs, they always decide to step it up extra couple notches uh, when it comes to playing in the playoffs. So the Giants are playing at the Packers, and when it comes to that game, I believe that the Giants are going to pull off the win. And I'm saying that with a full bias because I want them to win. And you I want, want them, them to win. I want them to face the, the Cowboys. Wow. I can't wait for that matchup. I'm going to bleed that matchup. All over the ground. It's funny because I was going to ask you in a couple of seconds, who would you prefer to see? You know, honestly, I'd actually prefer the Giants by matchup. No, you know what? I'd prefer the Packers because I want the revenge game of the Packers and the Cowboys when Des Bryant got robbed of his catch. Oh, that's... So, uh, which, they, with his catch, no catch. In the end zone? Yeah, I, w- I would like that because I want that game back. But I think to make it a little bit more sweeter, 
the sweeter the juice, I think the Giants would, would favor. And I think it will bring better ratings as well. So, Well, according to your predictions, when you said that you thought the Lions would beat the Seahawks, mm-hmm. if the Lions do beat the Seahawks, the Lions automatically play the Cowboys. Really? Yeah, because the Lions are the sixth seed. So I would have to hope for the Seahawks to win. If you want, if you for some odd reason want the Giants or the Packers over the Lions, yeah. Yeah, I would. Really? So you're telling me if you had the choice between the Lions or playing the winner of the Packers and Giants, you would take the Lions? I'm sorry, you would take the uh, Giants and Packers? I think I would take the Giants first, Packers second, Lions third. Wow, so you are a nincompoop. Yeah, but I'm talking about, okay, here's the thing. I have high expectations for the Cowboys. Do Why? I think they're going to win? Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I don't want to go crazy and say that they're going to win the Super Bowl because, again, they're playing a rookie quarterback. So I don't think it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen next year. That's for sure. You're going the Ben Roethlisberger route. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, the, the furthest that they – I'm already super happy that the Cowboys – have already sealed the deal, and they're going to be facing whoever wins between the Giants and Packers or possibly, like you said, the Lions. But I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that they play the Giants. It would make for a better matchup. It would make for a better viewing experience. It's a rivalry, and it definitely would bring a lot more ratings. I know that what everybody's looking forward to is a Cowboys and Patriots Super Bowl. That's what everybody's looking forward to, and that's what everybody thinks is going to bring uh, ratings other than a Giants and a Patriots. Super I was Bowl. just going to say, I yes. think the the third time around for the Giants and Patriots would probably be a little more attractive just because the Giants have upset them. They haven't just won. They've upset them because they've been the they underdogs in both years. Right. And I think that that would be a crazy Super Bowl if they well, were to get that third matchup. It would because now do you think that – I mean, not at this point, but somewhere, some, sometime down the future, there's got to be talks of when Tom Brady retires that he's going to have that stain on his resume of you're never going to be able to beat the Giants. If they were to manage to lose to them a third time, oh, definitely, sure. definitely, that would stick with them, and that would be such a feather in the cap for all New Yorkers because you know the New York-Boston rivalry is real oh, in yeah. all sports yeah, and if yeah. the giants can beat them three times i mean just with the two times new yorkers are happy if yeah. three times that would be uh, that'd be incredible that'll be the cherry on top i can't even put into words what that would be no because the thing is it, what what that will basically do is that sets in stone the dominance that the giants have over the patriots and it's crazy because in football it's not like a series where it's more something that you know for sure, Team A is better than Team B. Well, you know what? As much as I'm happy that the Giants won in 07, I if that if there would have been a series, the Patriots win that series. Oh, of course. They were 18 and 0. They had Randy Moss. That team was that was one of the best teams in NFL history. Yes, and, it was. And nobody even talks about them because the Giants poo pooed all over that. Well, you know what? That goes to show you. That goes to show you what kind of um. That goes to show you what kind of uh, what kind of what kind of thing can happen to the Patriots when they've gone undefeated and run into the Giants who win a game. You know, like you said, it poops on their parade, and it basically kind of de- demeans everything that they've worked on for the entire season. Well, I'm gonna go on record saying that I don't think the Patriots make the Super Bowl. Really? They are choke artists. They're always the favorite to go to the Super Bowl, and they somehow choke. Now, this year, they got home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs, so maybe that'll that'll help. But they always choke. They lose to the Jets at home. They lose to the Ravens. They lose to the Broncos. They make it every single year. But have they made the Super Bowl every single year? No, they always manage to choke. And I think this year, if they play against Kansas City, I think Kansas City will beat them. Wow, boring football beating the Patriots. Kansas City has a crazy defense, man. Well, yeah, they do have a very good defense, but offensively they're not, you know. They have, they have the human joystick. Remember Dante Hall? It's no yes. longer Dante Hall. It's Tyreek Hill. Wow. Okay. Tyreek Hill has 12 touchdowns and I don't know how many games this year. He has a punt return touchdown, kick return touchdown, receiving touchdown. I think he might even have a rushing touchdown. 
That kid is sick. Huh. Well, I mean, I think I think that uh, I think definitely the games this weekend are going to be off the chain. I can't wait to watch football this weekend. I'm That's, so shocked that you want to play the Giants in the second round. I do, man. I really think that that'll be a better, a better, more, uh, a more gratifying victory than it would be against the Packers or the Lions. You well, know? Yeah, I will tell you one thing. If I could choose who the Giants were going to play in the second round, I'd rather play the Falcons before I play the Cowboys. Really? And the Falcons are super crazy on offense, dude. Well, well, the Giants have the best defense in the league after Week 7. They they yeah. got it together, and after Week 7, nobody has a better defense than them. Teams are averaging like 12 points or 15 points against them. It's, it's, it's ridiculous what they're doing. Yeah. And I know the Falcons have an amazing offense, but I just feel better about stopping the Falcons' offense than I do about beating Dallas three times in one year. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult to beat a team just twice in one year. Three times in one year would be crazy. Especially doing it twice in Dallas. But now the Falcons, like I said, they're a really good offense. And so in order to – when you play them, it's not – I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't want that matchup. I wouldn't want to face a matchup against a high-powered offense. But – Historically, what wins? A good offense or a good defense? Well, yeah, a good defense always wins it. Right. Look at the Seattle Seahawks, Denver Broncos uh, uh, Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah, it was boring. The Denver Broncos had the best offense in NFL history that year. Yeah. And the Seattle Seahawks shut them down. Yeah. A good defense beats a good offense. So I would rather have that game. I wouldn't mind playing the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Because I feel like the Giants could beat them again, but man, I would I would like to avoid that for as long as possible. But I do think they can pull it off against Green Bay because of their defense. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I can't wait to watch football. That's for sure. I'm, I'm pretty nervous. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I can't wait for it, um, especially since the Cowboys don't play this week, and I get to wait. Until exactly. The week. So you got you get to just enjoy the games and not worry about your team surviving another week. Yes, I do. And another the week worst. of injuries. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Uh, so, uh, uh, again, you guys have been listening to the Bench Warmers podcast. Uh, that's been Danny Granada. I'm Chris Duran. I can give you all of the, all of our social media stuff, but I don't have it pulled up right now. It's uh, at the Bench Warmers podcast on Instagram. Am I right or am I wrong there? I don't know. Um, yeah, go ahead and look it up that way. Uh, it's the Benchwarmers PC at Benchwarmers PC on Twitter, I believe. And uh, if anything, you can be able to just check us out on SoundCloud as well uh, to download the podcast. Yeah, it's the Benchwarmers podcast, and um, and yeah, check us out. Check us out on uh, on SoundCloud where you can download. Some of our podcasts, you can also check out Google Play and uh, Apple iTunes and be able to download our podcast and subscribe. So that way you can see whenever we do upload some new podcasts, uh, I am working on making sure that you get it as quickly as possible. Again, you've been listening to the Benchwarmers podcast. I'm Chris Duran. That's Danny Granada. Could have been anywhere else in the world, but you've been with us here tonight. Peace. Peace.